Welcome to the STR Insiders Podcast. We share tips for achieving your STR goals, aha moments, funny stories, and all the latest gossip of this STR life. Listen in as we keep it real and maybe a little sassy, celebrate successes, and own all the mistakes we've made along the way. Whether you're new to real estate investing, new to short-term rentals, or a seasoned pro, there's something here for you. Jackie is an STR property manager who consults with individuals looking to grow their own property management firm. Tracy owns STR consulting and media firms that provide education to investors who want to learn all about STR investing. For more information, please visit www.thestrinsiders.com. Today, Jackie and I are pissed off. Work is tell you all about the random drama that we have to deal with and see if any of it relates for you. You know, we'll give you some ideas on how we're dealing with it or not dealing with it, but maybe a little, you know, commiseration today is what's in order. So we're just going to dive right in and uh, hang on because it might get a little spicy. Today I am interviewing cleaners. Which is kind of the story of your life, right? I mean, story it, of my life. At the size you are, you kind of have to always be hiring is kind of my impression. Yep. You know, I put aside probably about one week, a month now, just to interview between admin staff and cleaners. I have to hire, you know, probably about five to 10 cleaners over the next month here because we're adding a lot of rentals and I do video interviews. And one of my number one pet peeves as an interviewee is to connect to video to interview somebody and they are like walking around their house. I see their, their dog fluffy. I see their, their cat and their frog. And I see that they did not pick up their room and maybe I see their significant other in the background and they're just giving me a tour. They're walking around their house. I don't know. want to see your house. Modern day interviewing <laughs> is really pretty easy for, for most people. I mean, like if you have some space in your house, literally I have seen people do interviews in their walk-in closet. So we're not talking about having even a separate office space necessarily, but being intentional about not having a bunch of distractions and not having a bunch of noise and having a decent internet connection. So what yes. was the other fun one you had today? I connect to an interview and this girl's just sitting in a field. She's just sitting in a field. I proceeded with the interview. Maybe I should have cut it right there, but I proceeded with the interview and had all the positivity in the world. But her Wi-Fi sucked because she was sitting <laughs> in a field and it kept Imagine that. And, pausing, and I couldn't understand her. And finally, I was she got disconnected and I was like, all right, well, I am not reconnecting to that. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, you do not need to get dressed and go to an office anymore to interview. You don't have to find the office. You don't even need to put on pants anymore. Like you can <laughs> literally interview from the comfort of your own home. Do the bare minimum and make sure that your surroundings are appropriate and that you're in a quiet space and that you are staying still in a chair and focused on the interview. Most of my experience is interviewing. If there's anything I'm good at in my career, it is hiring the right people. And I will tell you right now, there are a few things that you can do to really stand out in an interview. Number one, care. Number two, present yourself well. Number three, ask a few really good questions. 
you will stick out to me as somebody who is hiring if you do the, those few very easy things. Like people don't even give me the bare minimum anymore. They show up and they're like, I'm like, I could see your piles of laundry in the back. You didn't want to move that before you turned the camera on? Like, <laughs> like you can even blur your background nowadays. You didn't want to create wanna, a fake one. <laughs> or create a fake one. You didn't want to do that? Like, it just shows how much you care, truthfully. I think cleaners are just kind of one of those challenging things from start to finish. I mean, I know that you have to be hiring constantly with the size of your portfolio. And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't typically manage my properties, but I have one that I have to manage because of the loan that I got. So I got a second home loan. The lender requires I self-manage for the first year. So Jackie already knows this, but for any of you listening, this is my current hell, (laughs) to put it bluntly. You know, and I have a ton of exposure to all the software and what the industry standards are and how things are supposed to work in theory. I mean, I understand most of it. And I have some really great friends who are experts in the field. So anytime I don't intimately already know it, I can get the answer really quickly. But that still does not solve the actual day-to-day issue of dealing with people and them not delivering or guests breaking my stuff. So my property has literally been live for five weeks as of right now. Every single guest, every single one has broken and or stained something. And it's getting progressively worse. Like it started with like a decor item or leaving some like Cheeto prints on the cushion or whatever. But the last two guests that checked out, one broke the arcade machine. And ironically, what's really, it's hysterical, this deal. Like, so, and one's Verbo and one's Airbnb. So I'm having fun with both claims processes at once. The Airbnb guest told me before he left that it wasn't working. And maybe this will be helpful to you. One of the things I, I added to my kind of checkout instructions, so to speak, was, you know, and if you noticed anything that wasn't working or seemed to be missing or was just plain wonky, just let us know so that my team can prioritize it when they get there. It seems to be working. I mean, guests are telling me, but so he told me before he even checked out that it wasn't working, but I know it was working before he checked in. I have a camera over the pool because I have to monitor the, the water level. If the water gets too low, my pool pump will get damaged. And my pool guys are once a week, which is plenty for maintaining chemicals and keeping it clean. But if we have a couple of hot days and we don't have a lot of rain, my pool level will get too low. So I have a camera over the pool. Sorry if that upsets some of you, but that's why I have it. It's to make sure my whole pool doesn't get damaged. It happens to be right next to the door that is next to the room with this arcade game in it. And of course, when they checked in, they left all the doors wide open because oh, why man. would you close the doors in the middle of summer in Florida when you are a feral guest? So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I happen to check my pool camera at check in. Central air, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. So let's leave all the doors open. I it's mean, not their house, it's not their bills. Whatever. And in this one instance, It actually was very helpful because I can hear their children playing the game they broke before they broke it because you wouldn't (laughs) be able to play it after the way they broke it. So fine, whatever. 
things happen. That's the way it goes. But really for me, and I think this may be the tone of the whole episode is it's how you handle it that matters, right? It's how you own, it's how you show up. It's how you discuss an issue. It's not the issue itself for me in most things. So I waited until they checked out and had my inspector go and verify that it was indeed broken. And it is. And then I opened a claim with Airbnb. And in the message, I even said to the guest, and the guest, by the way, is a super host. (laughs) Fun bonus. Oh my gosh. It's always the super host. (laughs) Ironically, (laughs) I had told my inspector, because she's also on my account, so she could see the back and forth. Prior to any of this happening, this guest was very needy and difficult from the moment they reached out. They wanted a 4 p.m. checkout. They didn't want to pay a pet fee. There were all these things. They were just very difficult. And I managed them. A difficult guest ahead of time, by the way, to anyone listening, listening is absolutely an indicator that you're going to have a situation after they check out. Yep. So, I mean, I know better. Some of it is is for my own personal experience, but it was like, this is as expected almost. It's still annoying, but I'm not like gutted or caught off guard by it. It's like, of course you broke the things. Of course you left a disaster. So my minimum typically is three to four nights. This was a two night gap. And so I opened up these two nights to be booked. It was uh, a family and my inspector has a large family of her own. And uh, if some of you know me or have listened to other things, I don't typically target families as my ideal guest. I typically target older couples, couples groups, multifamily, that type of dynamic. So this is an experiment for me in a number of ways with this property. So I reach out to this guest to send him the claim and the messaging and say, you know, it's unfortunate when these things happen. Luckily, we have Airbnb air cover. As a host, you know, I have to send it to you first before Airbnb will get involved. And for any of you listening that haven't done a claim, that's the way it works. You have to open a claim. It goes to the guest first. They have to decline it. And then Airbnb will get involved in like seeing what they will pay out for air cover. So he already knows this because he's a super host. I didn't have any issue with him declining it. I honestly fully expected him to. But he still pretended like they didn't break it. And then the other thing he did is he drove off my driveway through my front yard and dragged mud all up on my white driveway and left tire tracks through the lawn because he had a gigantic sprinter van that he shouldn't have tried to drive through the circular drive. He should have backed out. This is what comes with the deal, right? It's fine. But he tried to blame the rain for him driving off the driveway. Wow. He couldn't admit to any of it. What? (laughs) That is interesting. You know, okay, buddy. I I don't even, I didn't even respond because at that point he had declined and I just need to deal with Airbnb. But this is the kind of nonsense that you have to deal with. Sometimes we have many, many wonderful days where things do not go poorly. And I've had many wonderful guests, but yeah, had this guest and then right after him, <laughs> the next guest, this is a non-smoking property. Both of them are smoking. 
not everybody's going to remember everything and not everybody's going to respect every little rule you put in place. So it's important to simplify your rules and make them like, and I know you do this, Tracy, but make it as simple as possible because they're only going to remember so much. Right. And there needs to be like this general expectation as a host that people are going to make these mistakes. They're not familiar with the property like they are their own house and they just tend to be a little rougher. I don't think they mean to be inconsiderate all the time, although some people are. I think that they just are oblivious and in a new space and maybe just overwhelmed by it all. (laughs) I feel like very rarely do we have a tough guest, but at the volume that we host, of course, we see some very interesting situations. And I just want to remind you about that guest that you had at the place that I managed for you. What were they doing at like midnight? They were racing something in in the front of your house. It's been a long time since that happened. I vaguely it see, was during I try COVID. To, I try to block this crap out after we get through it. PTSD. <laughs> you just like block it out. You know, you just you'd handle it and you let it go because And Tracy lives in this she has a townhouse that's in the middle of this like U shaped HOA almost. Yeah, it's like a little cul de sac with three buildings. All of her neighbors are just watching multiple guests drunk. (laughs) I think they were getting on their belly on a skateboard and racing them down a hill (laughs) for everyone to see at like midnight. And we were getting calls from neighbors and I watched the cameras and I was like, oh, look, that guy won. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, let's shut it down. That's right. You know, laugh and then deal with it. I mean... And I mean, you have to laugh. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, even this whole situation, like with this guy, like, of course, it's my fault you drove off the driveway. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's your fault he drove off the driveway, Tracy. I know. I, I should, <laughs> you know, I should make wider driveways. I don't know. I mean, I, that's ridiculous. You are exposed to so many people or in connection with so many people in this industry. Like you just have to learn to laugh and then roll with it. One of the number one things I tell my managers is don't be afraid to make a decision because there's no mistake that you can make that we can't fix. And just like with your guests riding skateboards, (laughs) drunk, you know, it's literally like, okay, let's get the guests back inside. Let's deal with them later. Let's make sure the neighbors are taken care of. Let's make sure everyone's happy. Let's notify the property owner. You know, there's all the steps. We can fix it. We can move forward. Yes. That does not mean you have to add a rule, by the way, to your house rules to not skateboard on your belly in the the driveway. We didn't add a a no racing rule (laughs) to the house. (laughs) Because people are going to do ridiculous things no matter what. Yeah, and I've definitely seen that where you can tell someone's been hosting their property for a long time and they have what feels like a legal contract worth of house rules. And I mean, you have to figure out what works for you. But I agree with Jackie that, you know, having some basic rules, and I will say one that I have is you may be asked to leave without refund if you don't follow the rules at the top so that, you know, the very, like I'm non-smoking, like I don't allow unregistered guests and that makes parties really easy to deal with. But I really, I mean, there aren't a whole lot, you know, contact me about if you have a pet, 
we'll talk about it. Like this is the hard part, in my opinion, is cleaners and guest issues. All the back and forth with people just being people is what it is. Yeah. And if you can't handle people being people and doing insane, I almost <laughs> just swore, insane <laughs> crap, okay? If you can't handle people doing insane things on a daily basis near your property, you probably shouldn't be in short-term rental. Something that we say all the time when we're dealing with difficult guests is kill them with kindness, kill them with kindness. We want to earn every star for that property owner we can. And even if we know we're not going to get the five stars, if we can get you four or three instead of one, that's what we do. And we will kill them with kindness and we will try our best, especially if there's something that we did wrong. There have totally been times where we're like, it gets to a point where you have to say to a guest, I'm so sorry that you have all these issues with the space. If you're really that uncomfortable, I recommend that you cancel your reservation and find a place that better suits your needs. And once you say that, it is pretty clear what their intentions are. (laughs) They'll either say, no, 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 don't worry about it. Never mind. They won't tell you they were trying to get a refund. They'll just be like, no, 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 never mind. We need a place to stay. Or they'll cancel and find something else. What was the the most recent one that stayed at my place that was real fun? Oh my God, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. She was like, this place is inhabitable. And we're we're shocked because my team has been inspecting the cleaner, every single clean over there. So my admin team has been in that space almost every turnover. Well, and you can tell from the pictures she sent. Because <laughs> the pictures were like, what's wrong in this picture? There's She nothing. was fishing. She was sending us pictures of clean floors. <laughs> but... The the one that really got me, the, the deal breaker was there was like a little pinhole in the ceiling from where a plant used to hang. And she was just like, this is inhabitable. <laughs> this is literally, it's been there since I bought the place. I mean, I've painted the ceiling and this was one of those little plant hooks that screws into the ceiling that we unscrewed. And I mean, we're talking, I don't know, an eighth of an inch wide or something. I mean, it's a screw hole in the ceiling. And this was one of the things she was complaining about. But it, I think what she was actually complaining about is she she accidentally booked a pet-friendly property and apparently had very severe allergies. She wanted a full refund, and that was on her for booking a pet-friendly property and not checking. Yeah. We told her to cancel and find a place that better suits her needs, and she was just digging because she wanted a refund before she left. She tried to find everything she could. And I'm actually really impressed with my team that she, she couldn't find more. <laughs> I know. The pictures were embarrassing. I was for like, for her, they were embarrassing yeah, for her. For like, her. Yeah. I was like, wow, the floor looks really clean. Thank you for sending that picture. <laughs> well, I mean, it's great when you have a, you know, an unruly guest who's trying really hard to drum up evidence and they can't do it. Like, that's great. So fine but you know we've, we've had a few lately it's and then airbnb has been on kind of a a little bit of a trip lately airbnb has been weird lately refunding guests and then you said you have a friend who was a guest and wasn't getting refunded and the place actually was uninhabitable i just spoke to her last night and i was like i wish you had pushed more or let me fight for you because she deserved a refund and i mean there are times as a host i mean you have to be fair you have to recognize when you did not deliver the product you promised she checked into a property that wasn't turned Like, I don't know if the cleaner didn't show up or what, but the property was dirty upon her arrival. And then she 
went to go use the hot tub with her boyfriend and the breaker had popped. And any of us who manage hot tubs know that when a hot tub is not at the proper temperature, it grows all sorts of fun things in it. It gets really gross. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) That is a solid ew. (laughs) So, you know, she opens the hot tub and it was all sorts of living things. And she reached out to the host and the host told her to reset the breaker, told her how, and then pretty much told her, okay, it'll be ready in 30 minutes. It'll heat up in 30 minutes for you to use. Meanwhile, my friend is only staying there one night. So obviously she's not going to get to use this hot tub because anyone who manages a hot tub knows it takes like at least 12 hours to fully heat up, if not more like 24. She was like, well, it's really gross. And the host was like, well, let me tell you where the net is and you can clean it yourself, which a net isn't going to clean that. You need some chemicals. You need to dump it. And I could not believe that the host treated her like this. The host tried to communicate off the platform, threatened them. She reached out to Airbnb. Airbnb eventually offered them a $100 credit for a $500 stay. Wow. Place wasn't clean. They had pictures. They had a recording of them talking on the phone to the host. They had all the evidence in the world. I was looking over the photos and I was just like blown away. I was like, I cannot believe they didn't fully refund her. Meanwhile, they're trying to refund your guest over a pinhole in the ceiling. We had to fight for that money for you because I know. I'm like, I could not believe. I'm like, look at the photos. That same night we had a guest who was trying to get a refund reach out and say, you advertise that you have a portable AC in the rental and I can't move it up to the loft where I'm sleeping. And portable ACs still have to be hooked up to windows. It just means that they're on wheels. So you can like easily wheel them out and in. It doesn't mean that you can just put them anywhere in the Airbnb. No, they still have to vent. (laughs) We're like, no, we didn't misadvertise. This is a portable AC, but it has to vent near a window. And she's like, well, this is inevitable and I need a full refund and I need to go elsewhere. And I said, well, let me just Google where you are right now in Breckenridge, Colorado, because Right now, currently in Breckenridge, it's it's 57 degrees. You could open a window, but actually I recommend you turn the heat on because it's probably a little chilly. You do not need that AC, you know? <laughs> and I mean, customer service had called and they were like, yeah, the AC is not working. And I'm like, and I feel like I'm talking common sense. I'm like, okay, well, let me talk you how to troubleshoot this Airbnb customer service. Google the location. What temperature is it? Yeah, they don't really need an AC. They are not in conditions that are unbearable. But this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with in terms of like refund requests right now. Honestly, I think the overarching comment is accountability. I've made mistakes. I've not done my due diligence when I looked at a listing and I either stay there and suck it up. Or I leave and I go pay for a hotel room for the night. I'm not spending my life trying to make other people pay for my mistakes. It's your responsibility to know what you're booking. And I just want to direct, like shift and direct that to our hosts too. Because yes, guests can be frustrating and guests can do things. But if you have a guest show up 
that breaker popped and your hot tub is a mess, or if you didn't deliver the product that you promised, if your place wasn't clean, if you had amenities missing or broken, you get to take that ownership and you get to fix it. And if that means you're delivering something that stay or you're sending somebody out immediately or you're responding quickly or you're refunding them, you need to make it right and go above and beyond for them and give them a good vacation. And that's your responsibility as a host. And I know you do all kinds of stuff. Like you'll send chocolates and all kinds of gifts. I'm giving out Starbucks gift cards like they're candy. (laughs) And like, honestly, if we do something wrong, like, first of all, let me fix what we did wrong. Second of all, let's, let's get you coffee the next morning, you know, and we're still developing systems to make sure that happens every time. But generally, like, that's the idea. And even if a guest is just cranky over something they shouldn't be cranky over again kill them with kindness we're going to try to win them over we're not going to apologize for something that we didn't do wrong or take ownership of it but i'm sorry you were expecting something else you know hopefully this coffee in the morning will make things a little sweeter for you our job is hospitality our job is to make sure people are having good experiences to this day with the amount of guests we host i still sit there jaw dropped at some (laughs) of the things that people manage to do (laughs) And with all our experience and all our systems and all the things we've put in place to communicate well with our guests, I'm still like every day, I'm like, how do I handle this one? So we're there with you in that regard. But this is a small piece of what this career and industry exposes us to. I mean, Jackie and I just booked our flights to Spain to go to the Vacation Rental World Summit this fall. As a result of the timing, which is just the way it is, we get to be in Spain for Halloween and we're going to be in Europe when the Christmas market starts. So I can't complain too much. Hashtag STR life. Yes. (laughs) So thanks for listening to us rant today, but know that we are always grateful for the things that this job brings. And honestly, it makes for some great stories. (laughs) Like... I mean, we could just talk all day about the funny things guests have done. And it's at least entertaining and fun if you let it. If you don't get worked up about it and you let it be entertaining and a challenge to conquer, like you'll have fun with it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being our free therapy this week. And uh, we'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you rated and reviewed it. Also subscribe. Subscribe for more insider knowledge. We can help you get the edge in the STR world. You can find additional resources for your STR journey, as well as our social media handles at the strinsiders.com.